Destinations Beyond Expectations is powered by Group Experience. Visit groupexperience.com to learn how to build your travel tribe. What is going on? This is Stevie G, and you are listening to DBE, the podcast designed for students of travel. No matter where you're listening, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, thank you so much for tuning in. You can also listen by visiting groupexperience.com, the official home of the Destinations Beyond Expectations podcast. Make sure to follow Destinations Beyond Expectations and Group Experience on social media. And if you don't mind rating and reviewing the podcast when you get a chance, that would be greatly appreciated. Listeners, is a trip to the U.S. Virgin Islands on your radar? Today's episode focuses on two of the U.S. Virgin Islands, St. Thomas and St. Croix, and the unique advantages that each island has that makes them desirable travel locations. Travel blogger Ashley Jansen from the Jet Set Jansen blog joins DBE. You can learn more about Ashley and her work by visiting her website, jetsetjansen.com. And today, Ashley helps us compare St. Thomas versus St. Croix so we can find out which island might align better with your travel preferences. Be sure to check the show notes where you'll find a link to an article Ashley wrote that can help you figure out if St. Thomas or St. Croix is a better fit for you. Okay, let's get to my chat with Ashley so we can learn all about the similarities and differences between St. Thomas and St. Croix. Ashley, welcome to Destinations Beyond Expectations. It's so great to have you on the show. How's it going? Good. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk about travel. Absolutely. It's great uh, having you on the show, as I said. And today's episode takes us to the U.S. Virgin Islands. Ashley, can you kick things off by telling us what the U.S. Virgin Islands are and where they're located on the map? Yeah, the U.S. Virgin Islands are Caribbean islands, and they're located to the right of Puerto Rico. Uh, There's three main islands, St. Thomas, St. John, and St. Croix. Awesome. And you wrote a really wonderful blog that covers two of the U.S. Virgin Islands, St. Thomas and St. Croix. And our conversation is going to go hand in hand with what you wrote. Listeners, be sure to check the show notes to find Ashley's blog. Um, Both islands are popular Caribbean getaways. And one profound thing you mentioned pretty early on in your blog when talking about the two is that there's no quote unquote better island, but they do have their differences. And depending on your preferences, you may find one to be a better fit for you over the other. We'll take a look at some of the things that are different about the two islands here in a second. But do you think there's a lot of travelers that kind of assume that St. Croix and St. Thomas are pretty much the same thing without really realizing some of their unique differences? Like, what's your take on that? Yeah, I actually feel like people immediately default to St. Thomas. St. Thomas is the most visited of the U.S. Virgin Islands. I feel like it's the one most people know about and are more familiar with. I kind of feel like St. Croix is like the lone forgotten island, and I feel like they might not know what St. Croix has to offer. And I mean, when you're looking at visiting the U.S. Virgin Islands, you're probably going to look at going to the one most people choose, right? So, you know, there's a reason why people go there. So they're probably going to go there for their first time. Now, I love your blog because you highlight the differences and similarities of the islands by breaking them down into categories. And the first category you bring up is getting to each island. And neither island has the edge here. You actually marked it as a tie. But can you talk about how visitors can actually get to St. Thomas or St. Croix? Yeah, um, 
I am luckily in South Florida, so it's very easy to access the Caribbean from where I live. Um, from Fort Lauderdale, the flight is direct to both islands. So both are probably around three hours, give or take a little bit. Um, and they're just direct flights from South Florida, so very easy to fly into. Um, both airports are a little small and chaotic, too, especially when running a car. Um, but yeah, they're very similar to fly into and out of. Now, once you get to the islands, you have to get around the islands, and you actually give the edge here to St. Croix, probably because it's you know a little more spread out and less crowded. But tell me what the transportation and parking uh, within each island is, is like. Yeah, absolutely, St. Croix. <laughs> <laughs> St. Croix is is a lot more enjoyable to drive around. It's it's more spread out. The roads are are quite empty, um, and I think it's not as hilly and mountainous as St. Thomas. So you've just got like really nice drives in there, especially when going through the the rainforest type section of St. Croix. Um, St. Thomas is like I said, definitely a little bo- more mountainous and. You are, if you're driving through the mountains, you're winding and turning all over the place. And it it has some random hairpin turns that are really hard to navigate if you don't know where you're going. Um, So it's just a little more enjoyable to drive through St. Croix. And of course, both islands drive on the left. So that's something you'll have to get used to as well. Was that weird for you when you had to drive on the left side of the road? It is, um, you kind of have to remind yourself every time you get in the car that, you know, we're driving on the left side, everything is left. Um, and, and you might find yourself like at a, at a stop sign and wondering, like, you just pause for a second just to kind of reassure you're, you're in the right direction. (laughs) Um, now in terms of both accommodations and food, You give the nod to St. Thomas, which seems to have a bigger variety of resort and restaurant options. But give us your take on the differences when it comes to food and accommodations between the two islands. Yeah, I think that's also a reason why people probably tend to visit St. Thomas more, too, is just there's way more options there in terms of accommodation and food. In general, you're just going to have nicer places and more places. So there's just a lot more of a a variety um, around the islands rather than in St. Croix. Now, in terms of how much money it costs to spend time in each island, you mark this as a tie also. Can you give us some insight on how much you can expect to spend while visiting St. Thomas or St. Croix? Yeah, I think both islands. um, For us, it was pretty similar. Both flights cost relatively the same amount, probably around $300 for a round-trip flight. Um, We ended up staying in Airbnbs rather than um, hotels. And those were were within the same same range as well, from about $140 to $160 a night. Um, And then our car rental was in the same range as well, and about $80 to $100 a day for a car rental or Jeep rental. Um, St. Thomas's capital is Charlotte, Amalia, and St. Croix's capital is Christianstead. Of the two capitals, you seem to slightly prefer the amount of things to do and the accessibility of Charlotte 
Amalie, but you know that there are some likable things about the quieter, more easygoing Christianstead. Can you tell us a little bit about each island's capitals? Yeah, so Charlotte Amalia and St. Thomas is much bigger. It's It's got a lot of things to do. It's it's also a, a cruise destination. A lot of cruises come through there. They're catering to cruise traffic. There's a lot of jewelry shops and restaurants and, and little shops that people can stop into. It's also got some historic um, landmarks that you can find, too. Um, and it's it's just a little more a little more lively than St. Croix. St. Croix um Christianstead is definitely smaller. It's about the size of a couple a couple blocks. So you can walk throughout Christianstead extremely easy. You can parallel on the street and just walk from your car. But it has a harbor and shops along the water, which are really nice. And both capitals actually have historic forts that you can tour. Um, I know I give the edge to Charlotte Amalia, but it's mostly because it has more things to do. It has more of a variety for people. And I think that that's important for a lot of people. I actually prefer the smaller town of Christianstead. I think it's just a little more quaint. It's a little more fun to just kind of park easily and walk around and walk by the water. And no matter which island it is, right, I think most people who visit the U.S. Virgin Islands definitely plan on getting some beach time in. Um, And in your blog, beaches is one of your categories, but you actually mark it as undecided. Why are you on the fence here? And what are the the beaches like at each island? Um, I mark beaches as undecided because people have very different opinions on what makes a good beach. Um, Some people want to bring all the things and they want amenities like beach chairs, umbrellas, rentals, snorkel equipment, and things like that. Whereas other people want a quiet space and just a beach towel. Um, So it really depends on what kind of beach person you are. So it's hard for me to judge, you know, what kind of person, what person wants what beach. Um, I prefer beaches that don't have a lot of amenities. I kind of like the more secluded, quiet spots. But I still feel like it's undecided because both islands have a little bit of both. Um, You can definitely find beaches in St. Croix that have some beach chair rentals and beach bars by by the water. And you can definitely find that in St. Thomas because there's a lot of resorts um, and a lot of the resorts offer amenities like that. But surprisingly, we found beaches in St. Thomas that you could find a quiet spot and just lay your towel out. And there were no facilities no one's trying to sell you anything or, or bring you a drink. Um, and, and that was nice, but you can find that on both islands too. So it's really hard to, to decide on that one. When it comes to like the natural landscape and getting outdoors to do some hiking, St. Croix actually gets your vote on this one. You note that St. Croix is less developed and the hikes there can offer some really stunning views can you talk a little bit more about the hiking options and landscape that you'll find in St. Croix and how they might compare to what you'll find in St. Thomas? Both islands actually have a kind of similar hike. Um, they both have tide pools, so you can hike to tide pools on both the islands, which is really neat. But other than that, on St. Thomas, a lot of the hikes that we had found online and had read about were hikes that you could also 
drive to the location. So if the option to drive is there, I'm, I'm going to drive. <laughs> it's For me, I, I like to find a destination where the end is somewhere where you can't easily get there. So you can find that in, in St. Croix. There's a lot of hikes along the coast that offer really beautiful views of the bay. You can hike up to um, an old abandoned lighthouse that has uh, views of the rocky coast. Um, and there's no one on the trail. You're often the only one there. It's it's just a really beautiful experience to see some of those places and just kind of be alone out there. Really quick, I want to ask you about something because you brought up tide pools. And for anyone out there listening that might not know what that is, can you just quickly describe it and what they're like in, in the islands? Yeah, tide pools are kind of like a natural pool of water that's created um, on the coast of a rocky landscape. So once the tide comes in, there's there's sort of rocks that block the ocean waves, but the water still gets in. So you have a natural pool of still water that a lot of times has sand at the bottom. So you can go in and kind of swim and hang out in these tide pools while the waves kind of crash around you. Both islands have have a nice hike to tide pools. I will say St. Croix is, is a little more adventurous, a little more fun, and the tide pools are, are more out of the way. And uh, you get more of like a, a rustic experience hiking there. Now, if you're someone who likes to get out and experience the nightlife on your travels, St. Thomas has more bars and restaurants. What can visitors expect when it comes to nightlife on the two islands? Definitely St. Thomas has has more option there. You have um, Red Hook, which is a popular area for bars and restaurants. Um, lots of people go out there. There's, there's a lot of different options there. And they're all very close, too. So you can kind of walk along to and kind of bar hop there if you want. And then, you know, one more category that your blog covers is day trips. It's important to note that St. Thomas is nearby other the other U.S. Uh, Virgin Islands, St. John, the major one, as well as Water Island, which I've actually covered in a different episode, and then Hassel Island. St. Croix is a, is a little bit more isolated, but Buck Island is nearby, and that definitely seems like it's worth checking out. Ashley, can you talk a little bit about St. John and its close proximity to St. Thomas? And then can you also talk about the smaller islands that you can explore near St. Thomas and St. Croix? Yeah, St. John is really accessible from St. Thomas. There are two options to get over there. You can take a car ferry or the people ferry, and you can get there in about 30 minutes. Um, It's a really great day trip or an island that you can just go over on the ferry and stay for a while. There's not an airport um, on St. John's, so you do need to go into St. Thomas first. Um, but it's it's got wonderful beaches, hikes there as well, and definitely a must-see um, on a trip to St. Thomas, in my opinion. But other than that, you're definitely going to have more options in St. Thomas as far as day trips go. Um, you're really close to the British Virgin Islands. You can take a trip over there. And as you stated, Water Island, which is the kind of unofficial fourth uh, Virgin Island that most people haven't heard about. That's also a popular spot for people to go over to for a day and explore the beach there. They've got a, a little old military fort to hike up to as well. 
just a few more options there, um, especially if you have a boat. The, the options are endless. St. Croix is a little further south in the Caribbean, so it's kind of out there on its own. There's not much in terms of day trips except Buck Island, and that was a really beautiful day trip. Um, they've got a great beach there with white sand, turquoise water, and it's probably one of the most beautiful islands I, or beautiful beaches I had seen in the U.S. Virgin Islands. And then the other side of that island is actually a, a, a national monument. You can snorkel the reef trail there, and it's a, it's a protected reef trail. Really beautiful snorkeling spot and just a great day trip. And, you know, to put a bow on our conversation about the differences between St. Croix and St. Thomas, which type of traveler do you think will find St. Thomas to be a better overall fit? And which type of traveler do you think might enjoy St. Croix a little bit more? Yeah, I think if you're someone who likes to have more options and likes to have kind of a little bit more comfort in terms of accommodations, a nice place to stay, um, more, more options with restaurants, and definitely if, if you're someone who likes beaches that has, you know, beach chairs, amenities, beach bars right nearby, that's going to be St. Thomas. Um, if you're someone who likes to go off the beaten path a little bit, likes things to be more rustic, more of an adventure, that's, that's where St. Croix comes in. St. Croix is a great spot for just exploring um, there's a lot of places that you can just kind of stumble upon where there's no one there. It's a it's a hidden little beach cove, and you're the only person there. Um, and the hikes too. The hikes are empty, and it's it's just a more rustic, kind of off the grid island than than St. Thomas. So Ashley, I really love reading through this blog that we're featuring today, and it's actually one of many great blog posts that can be found on your website, JetsetJansen.com. I definitely recommend listeners go check out this article and then your other work as well. But can you share a little bit about what made you decide to start blogging and what people can find if they check out jetsetjansen.com? Yeah, I've always had an interest in writing and photography. And one of the things that got me into kind of documenting travels was um, a a trip that I had gone on um, for a production company in the Caribbean, actually. I started writing about the stories and experiences that we were having because they were so unique to me. The first the first place I had gone was Trinidad and Tobago. And that's a place that most people don't know exists. Uh, they don't know where it is. They, I, I certainly didn't. So I started writing about my, my travels and photographing, photographing the trip there. And from there, I kind of got a little bit of that wanderlust. Um, so I started looking for travel opportunities and I ended up moving to China on a whim to teach English, actually. I lived in China for a whole year and you can't imagine the, the travel stories I have from one year of living in China. So I started documenting those. I started writing about what was happening and, and daily encounters and things like that. And that was where I started actually tar- turning it into a travel blog. So while I was in China, I, I started learning websites, um, WordPress design, um, and that was really what kick-started my, my blog. 
I do have a lot of worldwide destinations. I've, I've lived in many different countries. My husband's from Europe. Um, I've backpacked Southeast Asia. But one of, one of the small focuses, I think, is I also have um, a focus on Florida. Um, living in South Florida, it's also, you know, it's obviously a huge, huge vacation destination. So I like to explore locally, too, and, and make sure I'm writing a lot about Florida. And Ashley, where on social media can we go to stay connected with you and your travel adventures? Yeah, um, pretty much everything is Jet Set Jansen. So Jet Set Jansen on Instagram, TikTok, if I have the, you know, the time and will to to create videos, which is kind of few and far between. But um, yeah, Jet Set Jansen on, on Pinterest, Instagram, TikTok. Cool. So, Ashley, I have one final question for you today, and that is Destinations Beyond Expectations is the podcast that's designed for students of travel. And I want to ask you, are you somebody who considers yourself to be a student of travel? And if so, can you share, um, you know, a lesson that you've learned through travel? Yeah, absolutely. I think that that is one of the, the main reasons people travel is to learn about other places and other cultures. So, you know, every time you go somewhere new, you're you're learning about a new culture, you're learning about new traditions, you're trying new foods. Um, and that's really, you know, t- the main goal of traveling is to see how other people live and how it's, uh, how it's different from you. So you can learn from them or learn more about yourself or, or um, just even the historical aspect. Um, you're learning a lot about just the history of, of different places and how it has developed to where we are now. And, and that's just a really a fascinating aspect of travel to me. But it also goes, you know, hand in hand with life lessons you learn yourself. And, and you know, traveling is, is always an adventure. There's a lot to, there's a lot to unfold when you, when you travel. You're always in different scenarios and, and, different places. You definitely have to step outside your comfort zone at times. And I I definitely think that I've learned the most life lessons while traveling. Travel is one of the most unpredictable scenarios you can put yourself in and things go wrong and you have to problem solve. And I think that's one of the, the major things that I learned early on is problem solving by yourself. Um, I traveled solo. I've traveled solo a lot, and there's no one there to to help you. Um, you're on a different time zone. You can't call your mom and, and and ask her what to do. You you don't even have cell service most likely. So you really do just you know have to think through problems and and think of how to how to solve it and how to get get to where you need to go or just a way to communicate with people and, and ask questions and uh, just really figure things out on your own. And I think that that helped me grow up. I think it helped me learn a lot about myself and, and you continue to. Yeah. And I think, you know, you would agree. And like you said, getting through those experiences makes you grow as a person in different areas. And then it's, I would say it's also worth you know, any kind of headache or problem solving that you have to do, it's worth it for the overall experience. Is that something you'd you'd agree with too? 100%. That's awesome. And Ashley, I want to say thank you so much for 
taking some time to, to chat with me today about the differences between and similarities between St. Croix and St. Thomas. I think it was a, a really great episode, especially for people who d- might not understand the differences between the two islands. So thank you so much for coming on the show. I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Happy to be here. A big DBE thank you to Ashley for joining me this week. Make sure to check out jetsetjansen.com and you can follow Ashley on social media. Her Instagram handle is at jetsetjansen. Everything DBE can be found on the show's official website, dbetravel.com. A great way to support this podcast is to rate and review wherever you listen. And if you know somebody who likes to travel, tell them about Destinations Beyond Expectations. If you're a fan of the show, I invite you to check out another project I'm part of called Destination Dispatch. Destination Dispatch is a live stream show that airs every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern where Jim Delaman, Keith Snowd, and myself sit down with some destination experts to learn more about their area. You can tune in by subscribing to Group Travel Odyssey on YouTube or following Group Travel Odyssey on Facebook. Well, that is all I've got for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Enjoy your day, and I will talk to you soon.